With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Well, it's a pleasure again to be with you tonight. We have been talking about how the early Americans began to understand that looking to the government to provide for their, their, their food, their money, their education, uh, everything, and to provide for their protection ultimately was not a good deal because government is ultimately power and power when it begins to, to consolidate wants more power. It's kind of like this fire. The bigger that fire gets, the more it wants to eat. The more wood it wants. Feed me, feed me, the bigger it gets. And you can never really tame that kind of a hunger. And so they understood that they needed to pull power away from the king and the governments and begin to self-govern and voluntarily obey God, provide for themselves and their family. And God would bless them, they believed, with enough not only to take care of their family, but to take care of those in need. And they would voluntarily, with hearts of compassion, give to to everyone who needs so that everybody had enough. That's what they understood was God's way. And then they would put governments together in order to secure and protect their rights to do that, to provide and protect themselves. And they were trusting in God the whole time. Well, our country's gotten away from that. But you know what? Look look what happened way back in the day. As they began to self-govern in these early colonies in America, England began to realize that they were losing power. They were losing power to these colonies. And what was really upsetting to the colonies was that they were taxing them, which ultimately amounted to stealing their land, their goods, the things that they were making, and their money. And they would do it through taxes. They would tax stamps. They would tax tea. They would tax other things. And they did it without the colony's representation. So what that means is they understood that that they should have a say in the laws that were being passed that would ultimately determine the quality of their lives. And England wasn't doing that. The the, the, the leadership and government was saying, no, this is how it's going to be. We're not interested in hearing your opinion. And so this is what you need to pay us. And they said, "Uh uh-uh, we're not going to play like that. (laughs) And so what they did is they they began to uh, govern by themselves even more and ignore what was going on, what, what, what the government was telling them to do. And so what England did is they ultimately began to, to, uh, barricade ships and harbors and began to shut down their private businesses. They, they instituted a lockdown that ended up destroying the economy and the private businesses of these colonies. Hmm. That sounds eerily familiar to me right now. There were lockdowns that began to decimate the economy in order to get them to comply with the mandates coming down from the government. And rather than intimidating the colonies and scaring the other colonies around them, it actually, it stoked the fire and they began to unify as colonies and it began to actually create revival momentum. It had the opposite effect because they had character. They knew God's way and they knew that the government was out of line. 
They were not staying in their lane as servants of the people. They had become tyrants of the people. And so as the colonies began to unite together, they actually gathered up and they said, we need to do something. And so they, they formed the first Continental Congress and they wrote down something called the Declaration of, uh, of, of, of Resolves and Grie- Grievances. A declaration, we're going to declare something, okay? And we're going to write it down of our resolves, our convictions, our beliefs, and our grievances. Now, this wasn't just a, a, a you know, a, a bunch of complaining about what they didn't like. It was like, no, we are members of the family of faith. We are here to serve God. And you, King, are here to serve God as well. This is the natural laws that God has given us. And he's told us in the scriptures that we, we have a resolve that God has given us freedom to think. He has given us the freedom to speak, to freely communicate to one another. We have a resolve about freely assembling and worshiping God. We have a resolve about educating our children in a, in a biblical worldview. We have a resolve about limiting the size of government so that government doesn't become like an out-of-control wildfire that just consumes everybody's property. And they had a list of grievances so that they could lay the legal framework for their standing for the truth and against tyranny. And they wrote this down. This sounds like something that I think all of us ought to begin to think about. What are your resolutions? What are your resolves as a child of of God, as a member of the family of faith? What are your convictions about your freedom to worship God, your freedom to hang on to the property that God has given you and the freedom to hold on to your life and your liberty that gives you the strength to work and enjoy the fruits of your labor for your family and so that you can carry on the work of God of bringing heaven to earth. What are your resolutions about that? I think you should nail some, some, nail some things down. I think you should put a spike in the ground and say, here is where I stand. This is my resolve as a man, as a woman, as a family, as a church. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's health care. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And I think that you should have some grievances and we should understand where 
power and authority is stepping out of line according, not according to, to what we want, according to what God says is healthy. And the right role of government, and I can tell you, we can look that up. The right role of government, according to scripture, is to hold back evil. It's to punish the evildoer and to protect and to reward the good. To create an environment where where people can flourish in kingdom terms, loving God and one another, prospering in kingdom terms, where we have the fruit of the spirit overflowing into the lives of other people, economically, spiritually, morally, politically, and in every way. So as we continue to read on here, revival momentum began to grow as persecution from the government increased. How great is that? And there then rose out of this revival momentum, a man named Patrick Henry. You've heard of him. You've at least heard of his great line where he said, give me liberty or give me what? Give me death. Give me liberty. It was like he was saying, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's not what he said in his speech, but in essence, to him, liberty was the ability to serve the Lord. And to him, that was more important to him than life itself. And Patrick Henry, he called on everyone to unite against tyranny. Tyranny is excessive, uh, unjust force coming down and abusing the people against their will and against the will of God. And he told the people, listen, we either need to join together or we're gonna hang together, right? They're taking away life, liberty, and our property. Let us forget our distinctions as, as different states, as different denominations. Let's join together and let us stand for our God-given rights, our right to life, our right to liberty, our right to our property. And that property begins on the inside in our hearts with our conviction, our minds, our intellect, our creativity, the works of our hands. And he said, I know not what course other men may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Man, that's the kind of courage. It's not unreasonable, unfettered will. That is the fear of God and the love for God and a love for his neighbor that gave him courage to have a, a, a spine of steel and say, give me liberty or give me death. And you know how he got that kind of faith and that kind of courage and that kind of character? His mom took him to church. Ha! His mom took him to church as a little boy and he heard the incredible preaching of a preacher whose name was Dr. Samuel Davies. And that was the minister that inspired him. And he began to hear more and more of that and it built him up. And so you, mom, who's taking your kids to church, you, dad, who are, who are uh, leading your family spiritually, you, pastor, who are preaching the truth and not caving into the culture, but loving and shepherding your flock, speaking the truth in love, God's truth in God's word, in love, you are raising up men and women of character and faith and courage. And we need those today, don't you think? If you're a young person watching this, we need more Patrick Henry's. We need more pilgrim fire. We need more George Washington's. We need more Samuel Adams. We need more heroes. Our heroes weren't perfect. 
but they served a perfect God who had a perfect plan. And that's to humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek God with all their heart. And you know what? God would honor that. And he'll honor that in you too. That's what I want to teach my kids. And if you're watching this and you're saying, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, is what that guy, or, or with the, you know, the guy who sits in front of the fire and the flag, is what he's saying true? You tell him, you tell him what you think. Revival often starts with young people whose, fires, whose hearts get set on fire for God. So that's what I'd like for you to think about tonight. What are your resolves? What are your grievances? Maybe write them down and post them on these comments here. I'd like to read them tonight. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.